Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. You are loved, you belong, and you have a unique purpose from God. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. Here's today's message. We're kicking off a new series today called Heaven in Lansing. And when we say that, that means whatever sphere you're in. So you can put Lansing synonymous with whatever city you're in and heaven wants to come there. Now, when we think of heaven coming somewhere, when we die, we often think, well, we're gonna go to heaven, right? Like I'm gonna go to heaven and where's God at? He's in heaven. But it's very interesting because in the final pages of scripture, we see that God is coming down with a new city, with all those that have already went ahead of us to have a new earth, a new heaven, and a new city. It's very interesting because the nature of heaven is to always come close to us. You ever felt that feeling when you're a kid, right? Like, this just isn't fair. Why do they get it and I don't get it? Well, look no further. If you grow up, you see this take place at school. That's not fair. And then we see in our society, that's not fair. How about at our jobs? Well, that's not fair. Because there's something in all of us that knows right from wrong. We know that there has to be something more than what we see. Why do we care? Because God's put a taste of heaven in all of us. We're not meant to see the destruction. We're meant to see the destiny. And we get to be a part of people that bring the destiny in us first, in our sphere second. So then we got to reshape and reframe ourselves to think, well, is heaven in me? It sure won't be in where I'm at if it's not in me. It's one of the great mysteries that God allows us to partner with him in bringing his kingdom to earth. perplexing, but yet it's not by my strength and heaven has already come down in the form in the person of Jesus. So how do we see heaven in Lansing? We could talk with logic and get the game plan rocking, talk about some things that we've been doing and things we're dreaming towards. And we could put up some videos and show, hey, here's what our hands have been committed to, but city life. I think in order to sustain us for the next decades, it won't be how much we know, it won't be how strong we are, it will be how big is our heart. As a kid, I remember dreaming so big, anything was possible. One of the best qualities my parents ever gave me was you could do it. You can be anything you want. It's in you. You can go to the NBA, you can be in the NFL, anything you want to do, you can do it. And for whatever reason, maybe my personality, divinely inspired or firstborn, type A, whatever the variables, but then you combine that with a yes from me and I was sure thinking I was going to the NBA. I remember nine years old, we got, uh, we, we moved to a new city from Pinckney, this little tiny village to Mason 
And in this little city now, uh, in a smaller city to now uh, a bigger little city, and we're in the city, and I'm living right downtown, and eventually people would call me the city boy living in Mason because we had a basketball court that everybody drove by, and since I listen to rap music, I think that just meant city boy in kind of a farm town. But anyways, try to reconcile those ones. But, But I would go outside, and I would shoot before we had it paved, so much so that the grass eventually, I have the story, like really did, not like back in my day, but really where the dirt becomes flat and you can hoop on it. And it, and it was kind of like a T because you, you, know, you dribble and then down low, you're in the paint because you get the board, you take it up. Well, we play this game, uh, uh, I say we because me and, and God, and I didn't know it was God at the time, but you're thinking, you're dreaming, and, and, and I would dribble playing beat the pro. Does anybody know what beat the pro is? At home, you know what beat the pro is? Beat the pro is where every shot you miss the pro gets two. And every shot you make, you get one because the pro is really good. So in order to beat the pro, you got to shoot more than double better to beat the pro. And then you get to decide what pro you're going to play. So I'm like, oh, I'm going against MJ. Oh, I missed one. And then you start feeling the pressure. You got to go on this side. Oh, I'm down 6-0. And then you got to hit a couple and you hit a couple and you hit a couple and then do the famous famous thing. Three, two, one. And you shoot it. And if you made it, uh, you won. And if you missed it, what happened? No, no, if you missed it, what happened? Come on, somebody knows it. He got fouled. He got fouled. Then I'm going to the line. If you missed the first, and if you missed the second, there was what? A lane violation. (laughs) Because you always wanted to believe that you could win. And then that kept growing and growing and growing. And here, friends, is what I believe has happened to us all. Adulting gets hard. The dreams fade. Worse yet, they're destroyed. They're crushed. We don't have space to dream. And there's a song I wrote, it's called Dreamer. And it's so deep in me because eventually when I couldn't see past my situation for something greater, I turned to whatever was in front of me that would take away the pain for today. So then insert 15 years old, I'm not dreaming that I can make it to the league anymore. But I can go pro and partying. I pray today that we go back to those places in our heart, whether we're old, whether we're young, or whether we're just in between, and we think our best days are behind us. I believe God wants to unlock something in us to dream again, to dream so big that our God takes notice. Look how Ephesians 3 puts it. Ephesians is a powerful letter. Jesus and the church, the centrality of those two things, the picture of that. And towards the end of chapter three, it says, God can do anything. Can he? I'm not sure. My prayer time always looks like those three, four words. I'm like, but can you? You know, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He does it not by pushing us around, but by working within us. His spirit deeply and gently within us. Glory to God in the church. Glory to God in the Messiah in Jesus. Keep that text up. God can do anything. 
far more than you could ever imagine? Come on, COVID's been a tough year. Global pandemic. These last 12 months have been, they've been hard. I'm not sure we can imagine past our own timeline right now. In timeline, I'm specifically talking about our feed on our social media or what happened today. Many of us, we've lost loved ones or we've experienced deep loss in ourself. We've seen the effects of darkness and it seems like the clouds are just coming over and we're wondering, all right, and, and, and something's about to change. And so we, we, we can then partner with the destruction that is inevitable because this world will pass away, but also the destiny that's inevitable too. And, and if we look on the outside, the destruction we see is, is all around. So how could heaven come in any of our surroundings? It has to be in me first. Heaven has to be in me. My inner has to be bigger than my outside. And we've been exposed this year. Our inside is not bigger than our outside. Our imaginations and our dreams and how big God is to us is not bigger than our outside. And you might be the exception. You could say, well, pastor, I debate that. Well, I'd be like, come on, let's turn on the news. Come on, let's just go look at the feet. Come on, let me follow for a minute. Let me just let me attach something to your thoughts. Um, our thoughts, I believe, are grieving the heart of God. Not because you and me are special, but because he's so special. He's so big. We're not making much of him. We're making much of our problems. And I, 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 so it, what would it look like to unlock the kid in us? To unlock the child in us? The three, two, one. He's fouled, but for the Lord. And then the Lord gets up to the line. The Lord hits it. The Lord beats the pro for us. We've already won. Every single one of us in Jesus, we're defined by his finished work on the cross. Finished. Finished, it's over. Game, set, match. And then from that place, I start to get the dream so big, get belief with my dad. In his spirit, he does this not by pushing us around, but by working within us deeply and gently. As a parent, I'd like to tell you that every time my kids fail, that I'm gentle. I'm not always the most gentle. During um, school, there's been some lower grades. Uh, some kids are assimilating really well to virtual school. Some aren't. And as a parent, you want to you wanna win so bad. You want to put them in position to win. And when the grades are a little lower, you're like, we got to make it right. <laughs> but it's not gentle. It's not imagining and dreaming and working with with. Today, you have permission. Hear this loud and clear. You have permission to dream big, wild, God-sized dreams for you and for us. But they're always both. They're never solo. They always benefit the body, the city, the region. There's a quote, Benjamin Franklin some people die at 25, but aren't buried until 75. Think about that. We used to go around and do a dreamer assembly at schools. Like, I have a dream. And we'd tell kids like, uh, who said, I have a dream? Kids would be like, Martin Luther King. I'll be like, all right, all right. If Martin Luther King was back today and he was walking these halls, would he like the way we treat each other? Everyone would be like, no, he wouldn't. 
Because the dream starts in our hallways. It starts in our home. And we would say, hey, where's the richest place in the world? Is it Fort Knox? Is it Silicon Valley? The richest place in the world, the late famous Miles Monroe, Dr. Miles Monroe said that the richest place in the world is the cemetery. Because in the cemetery, many dreams were buried, I love yous weren't said, I'm sorry's weren't told, books weren't written, cures weren't discovered, because someone chose to live in fear instead of just saying, hey, I can let go and let God. Now, I want to give a big warning. Dreaming has destroyed a lot of families and a lot of people. A dream has a nuclear impact by itself to either light up a city or destroy a continent. So discipline dreaming's key. Next week, we'll be talking about how do we even dream in a healthy way so we're not just picking up and going because we got some whim idea and we're like, okay, pastor said dream big and next thing, I want to be an actor and we're in Hollywood and where's your family? Oh, they're back home. Where's your city? Ah, oh, it didn't matter. Where's your job? I just picked up everything and left. No, it's not how we dream. That's not, that's not God's dreams. God's dreams are faithful. God's dreams are patient. God's dreams, God gets the glory. God's dream, God is always the one in charge. We are weak, but he is strong. In fact, we get to the place where it's like Moses. Oh my goodness, God, if you don't part this sea, we won't continue to go. And then the dreams even supersede our lifetime. This is humble pie, Americans, humble pie. The dreams that God is dreaming is beyond me and you in our lifetime. It's okay if we don't see it. Our prayers go into the bank. Our giving goes in for the credit of what God's doing. The gospel does not return void. God continues as we plant and we water, he makes it grow. And the dream was always Jesus with his kids abiding. But then from that place, we can trust him and we can dream some really wild big dreams. I mean, we can think about going to get money. We can think about uh, 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 bringing restoration to our cities, racial reconciliation, uh, to, to have redistribution, to opportunity for people, to see our schools alive, to see neighborhoods not filled with crime. We can dream to see heaven in Lansing. We can. And who's he looking to do it through? Who? The church. Because in that chapter, Ephesians 3.10, the manifold wisdom of God will be made known to all of the authority through the church. And Ephesians 2.10 says, we are his workmanship. So we've been created by God for a purpose that he's given us. Next chapter, same verse, so Ephesians 2.10 and then Ephesians 3.10, that we are the church that God wants to bring his hope and his love and his joy and his forgiveness to people. But a lot of times we're known for what we're against, not what we're for. We're for people. We're for restoration. When's the last time our heart was broken for our neighbor? And I say this with deep conviction because more than ever this past year, it's like, hey, you guys do your thing. We're going to kind of do ours. Well, I'm not sure things are friendly right now. I don't see the common ground. I'm not catching the love flow. I'm not seeing on-ramps into partnership. I'm seeing a lot of disclaimers, checklists, destruction, but there's a destiny in all of us.
We got Nehemiah 1. Nehemiah loved the city and he loved the people of God. He loved them deeply. Deeply. He was a cupbearer, so he was trusted by the king. Cupbearer tasting the cup to make sure there's no poison before it goes to the king for years. So he's faithful in obscurity when nobody's looking. But yet he has a dream for his people, a dream for his city. And when he hears there's a bad report that the walls have been destroyed because now he knows that Jerusalem's vulnerable to be taken over. And here's how he responds when he reads the news, when he pulls up what's going on in our spheres. And they said to me, the remnant there in the province who had survived the exile, the exile, if we felt on the outside or we've been exiled during this past year, we can relate to this, is in great trouble and shame. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down and its gates are destroyed by fire. So there's a problem. Lansing, there's a problem. Jerusalem, there's a problem. Dwight, Mason, Williamston, Holt, Potterville, Charlotte, Detroit, Grand Rapids, Flint, Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, United States of America, the world, there's problems everywhere. We've gotten so used to the problems, our hearts don't even break anymore. But Nehemiah, he cared and he broke. And look at this. It says, as soon as I heard these words, I sat down and I wept and mourned for days. And I continued fasting and praying before the God of heaven. What I believe the Holy Spirit wants to do today is to break us so our heart is soft where we cry again. And not cry for ourselves, cry for our neighbors. Cry for when somebody doesn't look like us and they're hurting, we hurt. Because it's not what benefits me. If God made everyone and he cares about every situation, we're going to be faithful. We're not going to take on the whole load and act like we're God, but we're going to want to do for one what we wish we could do for all. That only happens when our hearts are beaten through our chest and when we follow our tears. Every God-sized dream begins with tears. I believe that. We were thinking, hey, why would we even plant city life? It was nine shootings in six days. That connected to me. I've been held at gunpoint. That's not what I dreamt as a kid. It was when we saw 56% of African-American boys not graduating high school, so we decided to start tutoring. In fact, we wanted to leave. Hey, we got to get out of our region. We'll do something bigger in a bigger city, and hey, come up, let's, do, let's go. And God's like, how are you going to go somewhere else when you haven't even helped the city that's right in front of your face? When's the last time you bloomed? Because we were doing shows in different places. Did you bloom? Did you give the best decade? Did you think 
decades? Did you think generational? Does that mean all of us will be in Lansing forever? No, but, I, but I'm including every single suburb in rural area right now because Lansing's benefit, Lansing's success impacts us. We might, not, we might be able to hide it for a lifetime, but it's coming. And the way our cities are flowing and dreaming and heaven coming there impacts the whole sphere around it. And here's what's so cool about it. We don't have to see results to be faithful. Get it. I'm telling you, get it. Go back, rewind it, marinate on that forever because our theology is so based on works. Works come, they're, they're a byproduct, they're a natural response. We gotta do them. Works are, nat- without f- uh, works, our faith is dead. We work for sure, but we are not defined by our works. So therefore we could be faithful in bringing heaven everywhere we go and things could get worse and we're still okay because we know the king's coming back one day. We know the new city's coming. We know we're going to see loss on our return on investment sometimes before things get better. So we start to partner with Heaven's Movie. Heaven's Movie. We got a trailer here. Each year we've uh, dropped a theme at City Life, uh, 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 an annual vision. Um, and it started with Love the City because we, we thought, hey, if God's coming back in a city, people, they, I think if you live in the city, you might love the city and, and you might love it if you don't live there, but most of the time you might tolerate it And when people talk about the city, it's not as if they think it's God's idea. They think it's just a byproduct of what darkness has done. And and I I would flip it exact opposite. God's coming back in a city he knew because it started in a garden and and then it all the way goes to a city. So the enemy shouldn't get credit for development. God should get credit. And we shouldn't just tolerate the city. We need to love the city because God loves the city. There's people in the city. The people close in the city. There's there's, uh, proximity more in the city. There's a density of population in the city. And so it is critical, I believe, to, to, to love the city. It's not just optional because God loves the city. Just like it's not optional to love the farmers. So when people say things like, yeah, I just, I, you know, I, I, I don't like the city. I, I got to lean in a little bit sometimes and say, do you not like the city or the people? Because if it's just the city, Cool. You know, I've been to some cities I don't really like either, but I think a lot of times we identify as tribalists. We just want to be around our own kind, but God wants us to rip through the barriers, get close to people, and just love and get into the mess of it all. Why? We've already been defined by Jesus Christ. He found us when we were nothing. Will you go back to that verse in Genesis just to give us a a framework for the city? And I want to play a trailer here in the minute. Uh, Here's how City Life views kind of our story in this. And today, Mark's, Uh, unlocking the next decades of how we operate as a people here. We're going to dream big. I mean, really, really big, friends. Really big. And we're not going to apologize for it. We're going to dream big. And I'm convinced that the world has gotten me so short, shorter than I am in the natural. The world's gotten me so short that I can feel the lid on my dreams all the time. I can feel the pressures. I can feel the 25-year-old that wanted to be died, but, but, but it's dead, but it was, uh, wants to be buried at 75 and just kind of go through the motions. Oh, my best days are behind me. I guess I missed some stuff. Even in our old age, we can dream dreams and our prayers matter and our giving matters and we're in legacy season. We can sow seed into the generations to come. So how we see the whole story of everything, it begins back in Genesis 1. In the beginning, God. These are first principles. What did, God made everything and he saw it was very what? What? It was very what? Good. My timelines don't look like good. The newspaper doesn't look like good. 
Our jobs don't look like good. I go shopping, it doesn't feel like good. So who's gonna bring the good? Us. Because we know that our God saw everything and it's good. We're gonna quit giving the enemy so much credit. We're not gonna let MLK, the biggest buildings, they're just gonna be uh, liquor shops or whatever, right? Or, or you name it, just drive. Cedar Street, just drive. Let's, let's dream bigger. Those things can be there too. But I'm not sure that's the best uh, use of land to serve people. But, hey, if God's people won't take it, the enemy will. He saw everything was good. Jeremiah 29 is a key chapter. God's people were exiled into a city they didn't want to be. And, and, and for some of you that were like, I never saw myself in Lansing. Well, good news. Jeremiah 29, they didn't see themselves in Babylon either. And God told them, build houses, make yourselves at home, make yourselves at home there and work for the country's welfare. So in other words, the way the country does is the way you'll do. So you're tied to their growth curve, their highs, their lows. You're tied to it. And you're going to be a countercultural kingdom from within. You're going to bloom where you're planted. The power of stain. You're going to marry. You're going to care about people's well-being. You're not just going to say, hey, do you want Jesus or no? Okay, I'm going to move on. No, no. We're going to commit to people holistically. And then we see this played out. John 1.14. The word became flesh and blood, Jesus Christ, and moved into the neighborhood. He could have started on the outside. He could have said, hey, everybody, come on the outside. And there is a time in a, the, 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 there will be a separation. Hear that loud and clear. But Jesus got close. And we saw the glory with our own eyes. The one of a kind glory like father, like son, generous inside and out, true from start to finish. Aren't you grateful? That Jesus didn't just look at your neighborhood and drive by? Aren't you grateful that Jesus didn't look at the problems of the city and just say, I don't want to be there? The good news spreads through Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. What's the Jerusalem in front of our face? Heaven in Lansing. Heaven in 517. Heaven in in the world because ultimately it ends in revelation 21 look look this is all tied together god has moved into the neighborhood making his home with men and women there is people he does it again finally in the end of how it all began that god was with his people that sacred space in the garden that one day will be even better the 2.0 includes a city and he's moving in and he's making home with the with his people and there is their God. He'll wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death is gone for good. Tears gone. Crying gone. Pain gone. All the first order of things gone. The enthroned continued. Look, I'm making everything. Or in other words, other translations, all things new. Check this trailer out. It started with a call. Love the city. To see it all as good, with a love that wants to With a 
things new. The mission, all about the one. One is the biggest number. It's the, the biggest, biggest number. Three is heaven. And the time is now for us. Time is now for us. If not us, then who? If not now, then when? If not here, then where? Here we are. Dream so big, our God takes notice. Heaven in Lansing. Hey, for the volunt for the volunteers in the room, if you got a piece of paper or a phone, um, if you just take it out and uh, create a new create a new note in a new folder, or or new page, something, because. We need some blank real estate for the Lord to work. Let's get the keys on if we can. We need some blank page some, uh, to, let the Lord, to let the Lord speak to us again. In my journal here, if God can do more than I can imagine, anything further than I could even think or ask, beyond my wildest dreams, I uh, started this new journal out that I need to dream so big God takes notice. You see it on the screen and it's there every time. And when I open my journal now, because it reminds me that it's not about the size of my dreams. It's about the size of my God. Notice big God. We have a big God who created the universe, a big God who created the earth, a big God who came down and left all the comfort and all of the power and the riches of heaven to come find us when we were lost, dead in sin. All the mistakes, all the shame, all the failures, all of that, he came and he found us and his love ran to us and he gave us his best. We were dead in sin. You might be watching this and you're like, you feel dead and sit still and you haven't accepted Jesus. It's real but he's calling you to come back home. And the first dream is the first dream that you could be a part of a family, to, to dream that, that God could still call you by name, no matter what you've done, no matter what mistakes has happened. God will take our lives and make us brand new if we just believe in his only son. For God so loved the world that he gave Jesus. That's heaven's dream, that you and me would be back into the family. No shame, complete, made whole by just saying, God, forgive me, I'm sorry. Jesus lived the life I couldn't. He died the death I should have. I give my life to you, Jesus. Save me, you're my Lord. Thank you. You pray something like that in your own words, and God makes you brand new. And He wants to restore and repair all of the junk that the enemy has put in our life. I don't know about you, but when you think back to your childhood, were you a big dreamer? Were you a little dreamer? Did life get hard along the way where 
The kid didn't believe they could dream anymore. You couldn't see past your situation. You start turning to whatever was in front of you. Partying looked fun or this job looked fun. This relationship looked fun. But maybe today's a day where we unlock a God-sized dream. And we say, yes, God, I don't know what that looks like. He's gentle. He'll work in us his love. There's a couple of resources that I think will help us along the way is the Garden City book. It's really good if you want to do some further wrestling or visioneering by Andy Stanley. And we'll also walk with you in the weeks ahead to create some healthy dreamers and look at biblical characters. But in this moment, to end this service, I want the Holy Spirit to speak to our blank page. I want us to rip off the pages that the enemy has wrote on our pages. I want us to hit the reset button and believe, God, that you're so big, you can bring heaven in me. You can bring heaven in Lansing. I want to dream so big that you'll take notice. That's the kind of people we want to be. Dreaming so big. God, we don't know when, we don't know how, but we know that you're over everything. And you're coming back, and one day you're going to make all things new. So help us get close. Show us what our neighborhood should look like. Show us what our schools should look like. Show us what our hospitals should look like. God, show me what my family should look like. Show me what forgiveness could look like. And then heaven starts to permeate in new, powerful ways. But let's not get to the hands and get involved in the mission. And let's not just logically talk about all of our strategies. Let's be like Nehemiah and weep. If you close your eyes, every time you've hurt throughout your life, God hurt, God wept. I remember there was a time when I asked the Lord and I went back to some of those places of pain. And it's God, hey God, where were you when this happened? And I found out He was right there. He was with me. That everything the enemy was trying to use for darkness, God wanted to shift it for good. And he was the one holding back so many worse situations in my life. And I needed to see my life differently where not blame him for what I didn't get or if I didn't make it, but start to realize he had drafted me and I was chosen by him. I'm a grace child. And then he starts speaking over you, speaking over me, where those places of pain were that now he wants to birth space, hope, dreams, vision, love, peace, ideas, creativity, endurance. And God, I pray for every single one of us right now to unlock the kid in us to dream so big that even when we look back to our childhood experiences, some of our childhood was so hard and heavy, we can't even envision that you would would have something good for us, but you do. And you want us to be like a kid, a kid. So we want the enthusiasm today, the the innocence, the excitement of a child 
to dream. Dream, 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 dream. Dream, yes, it hurts. Push past the hurt. Dream, yes, to trust again. Dream, yes, to forgive. Dream, yes, to keep going. Dream for your family, for the relationship. Dream for the city. Dream. Dream. You're a dreamer. And that everything in your life has prepared you for the moment that's here now and for the moment that's ahead. God, we thank you for this time today. We thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for that we get to be a part of your story to bring heaven here and the mystery of that. I don't want to do it in my own power. We don't want to do it in our own power. We want to do it in your power and your timing. And for, for some of our lives, action step might just look by laying on our face a blank journal and just letting the Lord speak to us write down family write down friends write down job write down hurts and just keep letting the Lord speak and ask him hey what's your dream for this God help move me past what I see you created the world I've got a dream big God and I get to in Jesus Christ's name we pray amen I love you. It's an honor to be here with us today. Um, it's an honor to be with you at home. Yeah, I don't even feel like it, there's, there's, this isn't hoorah. This isn't like, go get them. This is just healthy and free. Space, creativity. It's like when the clouds go away and the sun's just there and you're resting. Some of us, we've only felt those moments of rest a handful of times in our life. And I pray that the Lord brings many to us this week. We'll see you next week. We're gonna continue um, Heaven and Lansing, but specifically the action item here at City Life is just a dream. We're already living the dream. We're in Jesus. I mean, we're having service together, whether at home or proximity for the volunteers in the room. Love God, love people. We're already getting to do that. So the dream, we're living it. And then from that place, until he makes all things new, we're about the new. So see you next week, 10 a.m. at 11.30. You belong here. All ages, all faces, and all races. We're gonna keep loving the city one life at a time. And we won't stop until he makes all things new. Go dream big. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing Podcast. Loving you and loving the city one life at a time. To get connected, learn more, and invest financially, go to citylifelansing.com. You belong here.